The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. We have something a little different for this episode. We're doing our Rock and Wrestling Masters Class with myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James with special guest Nita Strauss, the King Josh V, Snake Sabo, of Skid Row and from Sea of Tranquility, Pete Pardo, right now in a very special episode of Busted Opens, The Masters Class. We have a very special round table. This is an historic moment here on Busted Open because Tommy and Mickey, let me do the introductions here because some of these faces you may know, some of the faces you may not know, some of the voices our nation may un- uh, may know and some of them they may not know. So I want to do the introductions. First and foremost, we have Pete Pardo, who to me is the voice of music right now when it comes to music journalism's opinions. There's nobody I go to more than this man. Pete Pardo is the host of Sea of Tranquility. You could subscribe on YouTube, Pete, thank you so much for the time. What an introduction. Thank you, Dave. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. And I do. I listen I listen to Pete, and even though WWE Hall of Fame or Edge isn't very appreciative of your partner of, uh, you know, Friday Funhouse as far as, uh, you know, some of the opinions that we heard about Faith No More. But we'll get into that a little bit later, Pete. And then we have uh, our guy, Longtime nation member, the founder of Skid Row, Snake Sabo joins us here on Busted Open. Why, thank you very much, Mr. LaGreca. And uh, Snake, thanks again. The new album is out, and you have a very special thank you to Busted Open, myself and Bully, so thank you for that, Snake. Of course, absolutely. You guys have always been so kind and generous to me, so how could I not? I couldn't overlook that. And you speak about kindness and generosity. There's two people that our fans are still talking about after what happened at the Whiskey A Go-Go just a couple weeks ago. And that is the King Josh V, who founded Doomsday Device that rocked the house before our party uh, this past Saturday. And of course, the greatest guitar player in the world right now, the one and only Nita Strauss. Josh, Nita, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having us. 
No, thank you guys because people, I'm telling you, fans are still talking about your performance. Again, need a surprise performance at our party. And Josh, dude, there are people like our producer, Paul, who said that might have been the best musical performance they had ever seen. That's awesome. And that's only like, you know, probably a quarter of what I wanted to do and what I plan on doing more with that. So you saw like kind of a stripped down version of it, but it's going to always get better. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. And see, and seeing the reaction of people in person and online has been really great, you know, so. I heard it was, I heard it was amazing, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't there because I didn't get invited, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) That is not true. That's not true, Snake. Yes, it is. You weren't invited to our party? How can you remove the credit off the record now? Do you think you can do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a tough one. Weren't you on tour? It doesn't mean a thing. Yes, I was on tour. Sometimes okay, well, people they... get very Hollywood when they come into Hollywood. I mean, Mickey, she can attest to that. She didn't show up either. So wow, whoa! I just wow. opened Pandora's box. My I God. know. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was I'm coming. sorry, Mickey. I didn't mean to throw Hollywood you under Mickey. the bus. Ah! It happens. You know, it's just part of life. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for you know. I I the one thing we can agree on is I invited you all on the show today. Can we agree on that? Yes, thank yeah. you. And fuck yeah. you, Snake. You weren't in L.A. You told me you weren't in L.A. I definitely called you, invited you to that party. That's such bullshit. You make me out to be the, you make me out to be the heel all the time. That's not fair. You're a decent heel, Dave. You're a decent heel. Son of a bitch. Now, I gave <laughs> all of you an assignment for this morning because anybody that listens to the show knows I love laminated lists. I have my mm-hmm. Trapper Keeper right here filled with my <laughs> laminated lists, okay? And something that we are going to do today, I asked Pete to do it, Snake, I asked you to do it, and Josh and Anita, uh, we asked you to do it too. Greatest entrance themes of all time. So, Pete, I want to start with you again. Pete Pardo, uh, the host of Sea of Tranquility, which you can subscribe right now on YouTube, and you should because they're great. Um. Pete, now how many lists do you have? Do you have one list or two lists for us? This I got two lists. I, I I I do these lists very well, Dave, as you very well know. So I take I know. my assignments very very seriously. Okay, so w- what are the two lists you have? I have favorite wrestler entrance themes with a song that they license from someone else. Okay, the original songs. My okay, all right, I love it. So all right, so Pete, so let's start with the the music that wasn't licensed music from another artist. What are your top starting with five? What is your top five from other artists? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Well, number one is Metalingus by Alter Bridge, which okay. came out when he was, you know, for a number of years, I think he still comes out to that. Now, a, it's one of my favorite Alter Bridge song. It's so heavy. Rob Tremonti's riffs are absolutely face melting. Miles Kennedy's vocals are just incredible. And when he comes out to that entrance theme, that chorus, I mean, the crowd goes nuts for a reason because it's a great fucking song. I will say, Adam, if you're listening, don't think I didn't hear about your comments about Martin Popoff and mine that when we did our Faith No More album ranking, do me a favor, my friend, stick to wrestling, let the music guys talk music. Whoa, 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 ah! wait, wait a second, wait a second. Pete, I got to stop you right there. And I understand where you're going. You're very territorial, and I get that. You know, you music snobs usually are. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I will say this. Like, Edge is right. 
Martin Popoff putting uh, Angel Dust at number six on the greatest Faith No More albums of all time. That's the number one. That's not only my favorite. Well, it was my number one. I mean, it's your number. Well, Pete, you're smart, but but you know, but it's my number one as well. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, Edge is right. And Pete, Tommy, I don't know how you feel about this, but Pete Pardo calling Edge by his real name disrespectful, if you ask me. I just broke kayfabe. Sorry. (laughs) He'll have to deal with him. I've learned a lot. You will always run into that person. (laughs) Yes. All right. And you got to give Edge some credit, Pete, because he used um, he used South of Heaven uh, by Slayer as his entrance at WrestleMania. So you got to give him some credit for that. But go ahead with your list. Go ahead with your list, Pete. I'm sorry. All right. So uh, I can't have this list without fucking Motorhead. Right. So the game. Triple H. I mean, and not only is it a great song. It's a really different song from Motorhead because it's slow and heavy. Most of their shit's really fast and raucous, but the riffs are just incredible. And when Triple H walks out into the stage, right, he's got the towel over his head. The riffs are cranking, shoots the water all over the place. It's just amazing. It's it's so chilling. It's so menacing. And that's what his character is all about. I mean, if there ever was a song that perfectly exemplified what a wrestling character was trying to be, that's the song. Absolutely great. Great track. Mm -hmm. From there. Living Color, Cult of Personality, CM Punk. I know some folks are down on punk right now, but I still think it's a great song. It's a great entrance theme. When those first couple of notes from Vernon Reed hit the arena, everybody goes bonkers. Excellent. Uh, Let's see, what else? All right, so this one might be kind of controversial because I know the wrestling world does not like to talk about this guy anymore, but I thought he was one of the best wrestlers I ever saw. Our Lady Peace, whatever, Chris Benoit's entrance theme so electric those downtune metal riffs i mean it just uh the song just explodes like the rabbit wolverine that he was another one of my favorites gotta have pantera's walk for rob dam van dam out here i mean it's just the song is all attitude piss and vinegar it's one of the great stoner metal anthems of all time for one of the great stoner wrestlers of all time right so just killer and then here's a kind of a weird one it maybe doesn't fit with the whole rock theme but how about Exodus theme from Ernest Gold and performed by the orchestra from London from Mr. Perfect. One of my favorites. Oh, wow. Okay, so good majestic. one. It just, it per- personifies greatness. When he came out to that, it was the perfect, perfect entrance theme. So those are my five, four songs from that were, had to be licensed. All right. I love it. I think, I think some great ones there. Uh, I want to bring in Nita and Josh because Nita, and I mentioned this the last time you were on with us, uh, you've you've performed walk for Rob Van Dam in one of his entrances. So what was that like for you? Oh, it was nuts. Uh, it was actually a it was at a PCW Ultra show here in LA. So it's an indie show, and Rob was a surprise entrance. So I was already there doing the Great Muda's music, and they did their match. The Great Muda won. Um, he was walking back to you know to exit. And then the lights went out and it was like this moment of, of chaos and confusion. And then I started playing walk in the dark and they turned on the lights and Rob was in the ring. And it was just, it was just so surreal to be there for a moment like that. You know, like I've watched on, you know, the, all the old school ECW stuff that you used to be able to watch on the network. And now it's on Peacock and to get to like be there in that moment and actually play the riff. Like I got so distracted by how cool it was that I almost forgot how to play the Pantera song. Oh, that's funny. 
Yeah, but it was it was awesome. The energy. Nita, I got to say, Nita, welcome back to Alice's band. It wasn't the same without you. Oh, thank you very much. Mm. Hot take by P. Pardo there. <laughs> no and, and 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 pete really quick and listen i'm a i'm a i'm a big kane roberts guy because i fell in love with cooper the first album i ever heard by cooper was actually uh constrictor in 86 and kane roberts was the guitarist on that album but i agree with what pete just said you bring a certain energy to that live performance um that is not matched by anything and it was to have you back in the band, I think it's a kick in the ass to everybody else that's in the band and to Alice too. So I agree with Pete. Uh, it's good to have you back with Alice. Thank you so much. I fly out right about this time tomorrow to start rehearsals. Uh, new show looks amazing. So if you guys are coming this year, you're, you're in for a treat. I already got my tickets. That's as awesome. you know, I'm going to Pennsylvania to see you guys. All right, Snake, let's hear you. Like, what list do you have, Snake? I have both. I, okay. and I couldn't I couldn't come up with five, just five for the uh, entrance teams that use, you know, other artists music. But and and I've got a couple that are, are you know, that people have mentioned before. But uh, as you know, I'm a huge ECW mark. And so uh, the first thing that I think of is is Sandman coming out to enter Sandman. And the thing that blew me away about that was because, first of all, when it comes to like the licensing thing, you know, Paul Heyman's more about asking for forgiveness as opposed to asking for permission. And so that's how he was getting away with like walk and enter Sandman and so on and so forth. I loved it. Uh, I thought that because ECW was like this startup and didn't have this amazing production or anything of the bells and whistles, they didn't need it. When that song hit and Sandman came out, that crowd went berserk. And it was even in the ECW arena, it was as loud as any arena uh, for WWE or, or WCW at the time. Mm -hmm. So that song in particular stands out. The Road Warriors Iron Man. I mean, I, I, it's just two iconic entities, you know, Black Sabbath and, and the Road Wars. And it was perfect. It was a, it was a, a perfect theme song for them. Um, Ain't No Grave for The Undertaker. Nice. Johnny Cash. Um, yeah. And that set a tone as well, albeit a different one from whether it be Walker, Enter Sandman or Iron Man. It definitely set a different tone. And that goes right into, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's Live in Fear, which when he first started that uh, whole uh, building of the family and that character development, that really set a tone and engaged the audience big time. Uh, they reacted uh, and and it made his character even that more complex, I thought. Like, I thought that was a really interesting choice for a song no one had really ever heard of of uh mark crozier before and that kind of put his name on the map that particular song and i have a bunch of other ones but i can't i i would be remiss if i didn't miss mention uh chris jericho judas because it's become huge i mean the guy yeah. got a gold single out of that song because of his uh you know, putting that out there every week and, and the fan engagement is incredible. So very smart move. And I agree with Edge Metalingus as well. Um, what else do I have on here? And here's one that 
probably no one's aware of because it was way before any of us were born. But Gorgeous George used to come out to Pomp and Circumstance in the 40s and the 50s, which was later adopted by Randy Savage. So he was kind of the first guy to come out to music uh, and sort of set a precedent, if you will. Now, I only noticed I saw some clips on YouTube from back in the day but and, and did some research. But I thought that was really interesting that, you know, he started a lot of things for pro wrestling. He started, you know, uh, uh, the building of a, of a heel character was really, that was him. And he embodied yep. that and really set a benchmark. So I think that that should be mentioned as well. I agree. Uh, also, if you're talking about ECW with the borrowing of music, um, <laughs> the one time we actually licensed music, and it's one of my favorite songs, uh, Bruce Dickinson's The Zoo. And Mike Awesome had come out to it. And it's such a great song. I actually wanted to change my music. I'm glad I didn't. But uh, the one time we actually had licensed music, we kind of really didn't use it. But uh, it's a it's a great friggin' song. It is a great song. But y'all had, uh, at some point, got able, were able to release it as a CD, right? Yes. Yeah. So I finally got permission at that point. And that was <laughs> one of my favorite ever. You've all done uh, photo shoots where Sam Ed comes in, takes off his shirt, and legit starts wrapping his body in barbed wire. And he's getting <laughs> cut in front of, like, music people and photographers and he's just like take the picture and that wound up <laughs> that wound up being on the cover but he just seriously he walked in with a spool of barbed wire <clears throat> dropped it clipped it and just started wrapping himself with barbed wire in front of all these corporate people oh. uh, people don't understand you don't understand my 20s snake but uh <laughs> yeah, next yeah, level yeah. i'm there i love it i first of all snake i love the list uh all right uh josh anita what list do you have for us this morning? Uh, I did a couple, actually. I, did, right. um, I was confused on the uh, non-original music. Okay. So I thought maybe stuff that was used for, like, pay-per-views. Uh, songs that were used for pay-per-views. I uh, did five wrestler themes, and we did also the tag teams. And okay. End, end of it, and also did uh, a list of songs that were written by... Like licensed songs. Like licensed songs. All right, so ECW's case not licensed, but yeah. Okay, let's start with that one. Give give us give us your list on that one. I'd love to hear it. The one we just did. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like ECW has this whole side of that you know corner. You know, I mean, they really do because if you really think about the songs that they used, those songs that were used kind of made the wrestlers in a lot of sense. You know, like you knew when those songs hit. I mean, the reaction, and it wasn't, I don't think, just because the songs were, you know, quote, unquote, hits or whatever. I mean, when you heard Man in the Box come out, I mean, you knew Tommy Dreamer was coming out there. You know what I mean? You, you, it was just like, what was to come, you know? The innovator of violence, per se. Um, and her Sandman, you know, you knew right there, you were to see beer drinking, smashing on the head, the whole crowd into it. I mean, it, it, it was really amazing. Um, Tanita... Uh, Rob Van Dam, right? She like that's one of your favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's interesting about that, just to piggyback on what Josh was talking about about ECW, is like you guys already know that I didn't watch any. My family didn't have TV growing up, so I didn't watch. I didn't watch any wrestling or anything uh, until you know Josh and I started dating. He started showing me wrestling, 
So when we started watching ECW, I had to listen to Josh go, oh, that's not the song. That's not the song <laughs> the whole time. Because, you know, because obviously those licenses, if they were ever gotten, they didn't retain over time to the, you know, the Peacock deal or the network or whatever it was. So it's like, you don't understand how much cooler this was. They were like <laughs> piping in different crowd noise and Sam uh. was walking out to some generic song or Rob or Tommy. Like, and uh, so I have actually, I don't think I've actually ever seen the entrances the way that they were supposed to be. Oh, wow. You guys He's a man, you know? <laughs> Enter no, my have... man is the same man. No, thanks but... a lot, Paul. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Again, that's our producer, Paul. Uh, but Nita, you make a great point, and and Josh is right, and we were talking about it earlier. Like, you know, I love the entrance that you did for Nakamura, and obviously that's a WWE original song, and you performing that in, in the Superdome WrestleMania 34 is one of my favorite WrestleMania moments and definitely my favorite all-time WrestleMania entrance because of your performance. But one of my all-time favorite entrances is Sandman's entrance at One Night Stand and him you know, coming out to uh, enter Sandman. And I can't watch that on Peacock. I can't go back and watch that because, like you just <clears throat> said, they changed the music and it also that dilutes the audience reaction because mm -hmm. they were singing along to that song and i i can't go back and watch that and like mickey just said you get you have to go to youtube and watch ecw because you can't watch it on peacock because like you guys were talking about snake you said it too it, music was such a big part of ecw that you really can't watch it without that musical element to it totally hey, hey, here's um... one thing too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. If you can find it on YouTube, because I kind of arranged it and then they did it. And, you know, like Snake said, the, the grit and the grind of ECW, another great song, Perfect Strangers for uh, Shane Douglas and, uh, you know, the triple threat. We did something where um, I was in the Eagle's Nest. Sandman was at the entrance and it first started with Perfect Strangers and we were all we were in a tag together a six person tag, but we did our entrances just differently in the music. And we had a spotlight and first it went to perfect strangers. Then it went over with me and Beulah on the corner. And then it went to salmon over the entrance, kind of like what you did, Josh, but it was just like literally a, a music person just switching on the spot. And the it's so beautiful in its innocence, but the reaction of the people with just the, Oh my God, like, like you said, it's the tagging of the wrestler to the song. Uh, was so great. And another, uh, I'm just, because as you guys are talking, I'm thinking, again, standing up above that Eagle's Nest, New Jack's theme. And when mm. New Jack came out, this violent human being, I would watch Paul and, like, he would be, like, next level, like, almost like out-of-body experience. And he'd be like, would you just look at this beautiful art? And even though Jack's just throwing in weapons, but you'd see everybody you know, doing the the new Jack X. And it was just so different ahead of its time. And then I remember one time they went like <clears throat> three loops of the song. And not that we really had a lot of direction. Paul was like, your, mu your song and your matches have to end when your song ends because you're losing the luster of you. And it was just such a profound statement. But again, the music and the performance carried on with the performer and you had the orchestra, the orchestrator, Paul Heyman, 
watching all that stuff. It was just, it's seriously, it's beautiful moments. Like when you guys are talking about all this stuff, because again, it's that connection that we all have in our love of music, but like I lived through all of this and just really, really special. Well, Tommy stole my thunder on that one, but uh, yes, <laughs> that, I was about to say the hardest Sorry. one to watch, the hardest one to watch on like a Peacock thing is watching um, the gangsters come out or anything with new Jack, because that song, first of all, when that song hit natural born killers with Dr. Dre and ice cube, that's probably my overall favorite because that song set the table of like, oh shit, you know what's next? Violence, yeah. pure violence, and just mayhem. And as soon as I, and then that song is throughout the whole thing. I don't think I've ever sat through even five seconds of New Jack or the gangsters wrestling on Peacock because. I'm just like, oh God, I can't even watch this. You That's know? what my watching ECW sounds like. Yeah. Oh God, oh my God, fast forward. Because <laughs> like, I can't even imagine having that song in the background the entire match and just being some generic, you know, thing with piped in crowd noise. Like, yeah. But yes, that song to your um, uh, backing you up on that, that. That was just one of those things, man. When you heard that song and throughout the match, it just played. And yes, there were times like <laughs> I remember seeing it or it just went looped you know, a couple times, like twice or whatever, but it was definitely, yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, anybody else? Uh, snap your finger, snap your neck, just incredible. Yeah. Pretty badass. Prong. Um, anybody else? I love I'm it. I'm glad I, Raven, I, Raven gets no play. I'm glad everyone hates Raven. <laughs> yeah, Raven. We're not talking about Raven. I, Pete, I know you have uh, the other list as well. So give us your 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 non licensed music list. Wait, are we say. not going to give our lists? Wow. Well, hold, hold on, Mickey. Get the, get the oh, show up to the show. The, to oh, be on hold the list. on. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah. Wait, Mickey. Wow. Mickey James. I'm just going to crawl underneath this. <laughs> Mickey, At least you were on the list. Oh yeah. my God, Mickey! <laughs> the show goes well beyond when Pete and Snake and Josh and Nita are gone. We're still doing the show. I'm, I'm gonna get your list. Okay, Mickey. so sorry. I th- but well, this is, you know, our table. our guests we have other things to do. You feast. know, Pete Pardo's got to host Sia Tranquility. You Don't know, get Josh hot. and Josh and Nita have to get ready. You know, as Nita <laughs> said, she's going on tour at Alice Cooper. Snake has a new album out and everything else. Right. So you know, they have sorry. things to do. You're the Mickey, boss. You, I apologize. You will get, we'll get to your list. I'm sorry. I just feel if, left out. If I if I can add something. If I can add something really quick, and this this goes to Nita's playing with Alice Cooper. There was a guy in the mid-70s by the name of Chris Colt, and he used to wrestle up in Montreal for uh Butcher Paul Vachon. And he used to come out dressed in Alice Cooper's makeup. And come out with uh, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy uh, as his theme. And he has something else on the way out. And I can't recall. But a huge Alice Cooper song from back in the day as well. And so he was doing something up in Canada before anybody else was doing anything like that. That's really cool, too. That's awesome. And Snake, you, you reminded me, I think for a time in Puerto Rico, Abdul the Butcher used Welcome to My Nightmare as his entrance theme as well and of course there's the tie-in with alice being at wrestlemania 3 and going to the ring with jake the snake roberts so alice cooper uh has a a lot of ties uh to the world of pro wrestling but snake you're right i didn't know about that that's awesome david can i ask our panel a question sure of course all right i'll start with you peter first mr pardo um your favorite 
ever where you were there as a fan in ring experience with music? Um, Randy Macho Man Savage mm. entrance nice. in Madison Square Garden against the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, when that song hit, the place went bananas, even though he was a heel at the time. Yeah. It's just, I think the excitement of those two going at it and then the Warriors entrance theme too. Uh, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I couldn't even tell you, this was like 1989. I couldn't even tell you who else wrestled on the card because it didn't matter. It was all about those two guys closing out the show. And, and I was going to talk about like, think of that ultimate dynamic between those two songs. And yet they resonate snake. Yeah. Uh, this is easy. Uh, WrestleMania six at the sky dome in Toronto. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan's theme music. It was the the roof came off the place. It was incredible, and I was like in in like the fifteenth row along the uh, the runway, and I had like a giant thirty two ounce beer in my hand, and those guys come run. Well, Ultimate Warrior comes running down, and I don't know whether like a security guy went into the to the railing, but right where I was standing, and there's giant beer just goes gosh all over me <laughs> i'm like seriously like i'm in toronto god nice. josh <laughs> right gosh uh, i have <laughs> i have to say you know i always love seeing like being in the crowd with you know i was there for the ecw stuff and the stone colds and all that kind of stuff but honestly just because the story that the stuff that we went through to get there and how it all played out the Shinsuke Nakamura WrestleMania 34. I, it's just being there and hearing the crowd do that in Superdome, where is my home, New Orleans. Um, oh, wow. Hearing everybody sing along. Awesome. It was just because I, I think some of you guys know how this, maybe yeah. you guys don't know, but there's a, a long story of how it took to get to that point yeah. to do that song. And when it was finally there, and seeing her out there and me in gorilla position just watching and seeing like Vince there and Brock and all the people like jamming out to him just like and hearing the crowd from the back. I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. So save yeah. the best for last, Nita. Uh, and how great yeah, is that? That you I, I supplied your that. boyfriend <laughs> with the greatest uh greatest wrestling music memory. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I guess I, I can't pick that one. So uh I loved, actually, I'm going to pick something new. I loved being there because I love what Rhea Ripley's doing um, in the last few years. I think that she, as well as a lot of the other women on the roster, are just elevating women's wrestling to an incredible level, incredible heights. And Ash Costello of New Year's Day is a longtime friend of mine. So it was so cool being there in Florida and seeing Ash do Rhea's original theme live for them to come out together. It was the first WrestleMania back with fans and like, kind of like seeing Rhea up there and like seeing my friend up there. And like, I know how Ash felt in that moment because I got to do it a few years ago. And uh, that was just a, a really, really cool moment to see and then Rhea getting the belt there, um, just put the icing on the cake. As a wrestling fan, you know, it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, 
from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Awesome. We're going to finish up this hour talking greatest entrance themes of all time. And Tommy did a great job of describing these songs and these moments, because I feel like music brings you back to a time, brings you back to a moment. And the same thing with pro wrestling. We, we go back to those moments, uh, the greatest moments ever. And a lot of that does involve music. And it's not just rock music and, and Snake and Pete. You did a great job of describing some other music outside those realms as well. Uh, but we talked about unlicensed music and licensed music. And, and Pete, I know you have another top five list as well. He talked about the music that was performed outside the world of wrestling that wrestlers used, but what about inside the world of pro wrestling? What's your top five? Cool. 
And Mickey, if you were on my show, I'd have you go first always. But Dave, Dave runs it here, so I don't want to piss Dave. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, number one, the first one I thought of when I was putting my list together because I, I, it was electric every time you heard the music when the NWO came out. I mean, those wah wah guitars—they just walked out, cool as fuck, and they basically they had the look on their face to that music like we don't give a fuck we're badass and you all know it and i thought that was just awesome because it perfectly played the nwo kind of like tweener characters they were always doing yeah there were heels but they were the cool heels i thought the music was just so cool so funky so that's one of them uh another favorite was always stone cold steve austin's theme yep uh i won't do what you tell me i mean again it just perfectly matched with his character it's like i'm here to kick your ass and, and take names and I think the breaking glass, the crushing riffs, just absolutely awesome. It works so well. Uh, another one, and it's a shame that his run in WWE kind of sucked when he came back, but Scott Steiner's Holler, if you hear me, I thought it was incredible. I mean, oh, sirens, oh. right? The sirens stand for chaos. That was all about, big, that's what Big Papa Pump was all about. I mean, the wild child is in the house. Just absolutely awesome. I can't believe how they ruined uh, his second coming there. Uh, but I always love that as well. And then going way back, how about it's all about the money from Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. <laughs> Absolutely classic. And then you guys mentioned uh, Judas earlier, but I really thought that Chris Jericho's break down the walls back when he was a face in yeah. WWE Love was that perfect. Song. I mean, it's it was great. big. It, he, you know, Chris is a metal guy, right? It's a yep. great metal riff. Uh, perfect entrance for a, like a, a wrestler who's into metal, who's a face and every time that came on, you know, and he'd stand there with his back to the audience and his arms out, just absolutely perfect. So, yeah, those are my five favorites, I think. There's others mm -hmm. that are really good, but those are my five favorites. It's a great list, Pete. And awesome. and, you get, and again, like you mentioned, and we talked about it earlier, too, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, you know, you you hear that glass shatter and that theme. It doesn't matter whether it's a raw, a smack, it doesn't matter. You hear that, the crowd's going to go right to their feet and go absolutely nuts. I don't yeah. know if there's any other music that instantly, as soon as you hear it, the crowd's going to go insane. So I'm glad that you had that on the list. And you mentioned Chris Jericho, and we've had Chris Jericho on the show many times, but it's got to gotta be cool. And Mickey, we'll talk about it with you as well, because you sing your entrance theme, you know, uh, with Hardcore Country. You know, to come out to Judas and have 15,000 fans singing along to a song that you're singing to your entrance as you're going down to the ring. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Or when they didn't, when they wouldn't play the music and the audience sang it anyway, that was insane. Oh, it was insane. Awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I was like, oh, my God, that's got to be crazy right like yeah yeah i mean i was gonna say because brought it up earlier he's like oh about the music and i was like well i didn't have jim johnston music i'm sure i had ehrlicht music um he did he got in my that run yes. but then i got to do hardcore country later but <laughs> and and i gotta say mickey no offense but monster comeback with your new entrance theme your your wwf <laughs> wwe entrance theme you know the this. I guess it's a spinoff of "Oh Mickey, You're So Fine." Um, mm -hmm. It was but, a Paul yeah. Ehrlich special. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, but <laughs> your your theme now is badass, and it's definitely going to be Thanks. on on my list because because you, again, as talented as you are in the ring, 
and how amazing you are. And you're a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, as it shows right there. You're the current, you know, Impact World Champion. Uh, you're a talented musician and artist, and I appreciate uh, you're absolutely fantastic. Aww, and thank you. speaking of entrances, and and Nita, we talked about you playing in Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania 34. Uh, little known fact: the the Allure Snake, you, Skid Row, did the music for the Allure in Ring of Honor. Yes, we did. Yeah, it was cool. I Bubba had uh, or had asked if if we had anything, and we didn't. But I happened to be at Rachel's house in Nashville, and he's got a studio upstairs in his house. And we were like, he he's not he's not like a mark like I am, like I'm a ridiculous mark and they all make fun of me because of it. Cause I'm just, since I was seven years old going to Madison square garden, this has been life to me, you know? Yeah. And so when uh, Bubba called me up and says, you got anything and I, and he's kind of directing me about what he wants and he got real like quiet. He goes, man, dude, I feel really weird. Like this is your gig, like being a musician and I'm directing you what to do. I'm like, yeah, because I need to know the vibe of what you guys are looking for. And uh, it was, we did it in like a couple hours and uh, it was one of the coolest things I ever got to be a part of because you're helping someone else realize what their vision is. It's not about you at that point. It's about somebody else. And hopefully you can help them get there where they have a powerful moment when they're walking to the ring and then they get to the ring. And it's, it's to connect with the audience somehow, whether that's like, wicked eric carr creatures in the night drums or a very memorable guitar riff or 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 a uh uh an orchestra type vibe with stringed instruments or whatever a vocal choir so it's all really and, and we utilize none of that because i i have no i have no area of expertise in any of that shit it's just you know it's a rock song and uh but it was really cool to do and it was really cool to see it play out so yeah i'm really uh i'm very thankful and, and humbled that i got a chance to partake in something like that it's very cool and i know for you and you were in, in a sold out madison square garden for the ring of <clears throat> honor new japan show and yep. like it's it's just it's those moments and i know how much madison square garden means to you because i think you tell the story of being with you know bon jovi you and him being lifelong friends seeing kiss yep. at madison square garden and then all the times you've seen wrestling at madison square garden that that venue means a lot to you. Well, I saw Kiss on December 16th, 1977, and then went back for the WWF on December 19th, 77. That's pretty cool. They used to have it on Monday nights, once a month on Monday nights in Madison mm -hmm. Square Garden. And wow. so that was the era, I think, of superstar Billy Graham, if I'm not mistaken. Now, imagine if he had music to come down to at Madison Square Garden, the wow. pop that he would have gotten. Well, I mean, and 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 Snake is Bon Jovi a wrestling fan or no? No, he's not, again, a, he's not uh, a fan of anything except printing money. Again, that's why. <laughs> that's why when his day comes, he's going to hell. When your day comes, you're going straight to heaven. All right, so <laughs> the, all right, the King Josh Vianita. I know Josh, you have another list. Please, what other list do you have? Uh, the five top wrestler themes, right? Originals. Yes, let's do it. Um. I have to say, you want to go first? No, you're right. Um, I'll chime in. I think Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Right off the top. <laughs> Nita loves that one. Huge. Obviously. I love it. That's my favorite. That's her favorite. 
So Ultimate War obviously set the tone. You know what was happening then, right? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, I think, is amazing. The glass shattering. Uh, WrestleMania 13 entrance is probably one of the coolest entrances ever with that song because they timed it right with the glass shatter. And it was just that's so badass. And if you listen to that song, it's a uh, kind of a, a take on Bulls on Parade. Yeah, so exactly. That's, that's where the, the idea came from. So it has that balance and it has that whole thing. And go pick one. Um, well, we've got Bret Hart, uh, Bret Hart's old theme on our list. Uh, as a guitar player, I love anything with like our cat Pantera's making a, a couple cameos here. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, That's anything with like the, that sort of big guitar moment, the, that big dive bomb, uh, I love it. She's so, talking about the newer one. I like the oh. older one with the keyboards. She likes that I like one. one. I like the keyboard one, the Heart Foundation style mm-hmm. one. Um, that's just, I love that a little bit more. Uh, demolition theme. Oh, wow. So heavy, so cool. You know, again, I, I've said this a couple of times on the show, but like they look so badass with the paint. But like yeah, at the time, I'm like the get up was like the Jun Hordes, right? But then looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, my parents probably thought it was a little weird watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the top one of all time for me just because I've been a lifelong fan is a real American Hulk Hogan, just because like when that song kicked in in those times, everybody yeah. erupted, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else. No, no. Just to add to that, like every time if like, you know, anytime we're watching old school stuff and Hulk Hogan comes on, Josh turns to me. He's like, you don't understand what a big deal this was. <laughs> I get it. He's like, you don't get it. You can never get it. (laughs) Well, and I love the list, Josh, and a couple of things from that list. And I know Tommy will notice, uh, but, you know, Real American wasn't originally written for Hulk Hogan. It was actually written for the U.S. Express with uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham. And that they used it to... Tommy, would they use it? Maybe just a couple of times, if I remember. Yes. And then, and then they gave at the it, garden too. Yeah, at the garden. And as a matter of fact, when they put it on the wrestling album, the first ever wrestling album, it was really for the U.S. Express and not for Hulk Hogan on the album cover. It shows Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham on the album cover. Um, and then the Ultimate Warrior theme. There was a song that they kind of tried to emulate a, vi- a very famous song that they tried to emulate for for that theme. Do you guys know what song it was? No. Um, Highway, Star, Highway Star by Deep Purple. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. So. Uh, well, then. I, I also like how uh, wrestling fans have taken over like Kurt Angle's song with the yeah. You Suck. Mm-hmm. And like they just hit it to the beat and they literally changed the the lyrics of that song how we remember and you guys are just talking uh from my personal and i'll ask mickey uh after this you have no clue and you guys as performers like ecw man all this great music when i was in wwe my literally the first day when that music broke with steve austin and i got hit with a with a sound wave and like i'm on the floor and i'm like this is insane. And then I'm watching and I'm like, why is the ring shaking? And it's not shaking because guys are moving. They're shaking because of the fans responding to that music. 
And I was like, I'm going to take the last stunner. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And I waited and I, and I took it, but that energy and that, that sound wave just would not stop. It was the most powerful thing I think I've ever experienced in the ring, but it was just next level. Um, Another one, the Hardys, when that music would hit, and I know Bully would talk about during the Attitude Era, like it's next level of just energy coming at you. And uh, when you're in full arenas, as you know, like it's it's almost like that relationship where you bang out a chord and then they respond back to you. It's just, it's so freaking cool to be a part of. And my last is... um because I did it so many times and I didn't appreciate it until really this conversation Kane, and you'd be in the ring and an explosion of fire and you'd get hit with this rush of heat. And then here comes this guy who, you know, like I'm going to have to get punched, chokes, uh, clotheslined, chokeslammed, but like, it's a symphony of like, just like, you know, he's taking you to hell and all that stuff and you're waiting for it. And if he could time it on the choke slam, then when he picks up his music and then you have the other explosion again, it's seriously, it's, it's, it's next level. And I know you guys have lived it, you know, like with Alice and the pyro all that stuff. It's just, it's so freaking cool. Uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for putting your list together. Uh, we took a lot more of your time than I thought we originally were going to. So I appreciate your patience and understanding. Thanks for listening to busted opens the master's class myself, Tommy dreamer, and Mickey James, make sure you subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. And if you like what you hear, why not subscribe to SiriusXM? You get live three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And while you're at it, buy a shirt. Go to podswag.com slash busted open. We'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Open's The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.